Crack of the bats, the roar of the crowd. Here comes Judge, he's shining now. One step at a time, he's making a go. He's marching towards his home run goal. He's heading off to 61. It looks like he is having fun. He's the single best thing on that Yankees team. All rise. Here comes the judge. Welcome to the Long God Podcast. It is me, Michael, and with me as always, S-Man. What up? Steve Ford. How's it going, man? What's up? Uh, I got to ask what the what the song was. It's a, it's a Steve Ford original, actually. Oh, at the beginning sounded like something I would hear, I've heard. I'm like, okay, no, no. So, then you went, you went into a total different direction. Yeah, so, yeah, we're on episode 78 now, and... uh eventually i start running out of songs That's hilarious. so i'm like i'm just gonna come up with something on my own here i was getting ready prepping the show earlier today i was like you know what i'm just gonna come up with you know come up with something my own little thing here and uh yeah so that was that well kicking it off with aaron judge's home run chase Dude. for 61 it's not getting talked about enough which kind of sucks no, it's not it's not but so. he's ready to make history here within two home runs away and he's been on pace I mean, he's been hitting almost two home runs every Dude, the last he really week. is <laughs> and uh yeah imagine what uh the yankees would be at if he wasn't doing what he's doing this year because he pretty much is the yankees offense right now Amen. like i, I saw is. i saw a stat like they listed all these uh you know uh offensive statistics and he's first in all of them on the Yankees here. And, uh, you know, he pretty much is the Yankees offense. So, um, good, good for them. I mean, he's keeping them, uh, keeping them in, you know, in that playoff push, the push to win the AL East and, you know, and it's, it's fun to watch. I, you know, I, I saw Joel Sherman was on a high heat today talking Mm -hmm. about it. And, uh, you know, I think Chris, uh, Chris Russo asked him, do you, do you, uh, you still consider Roger Maris the single season uh, home run king, or do you think it's 73 with Barry Bonds? And he's like, well, you know, it's 73 happened, so we can't just, you know, pretend like it didn't. But, right. you know, in our mind, you and I talked about it, 61 still is the uh, is is the bar to set because the anyone that went above that have been linked to steroids. So, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. And it's uh, the Yankees are going to win the division. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think the cherry on top would be if Judge gets 61 or 62, you know, beyond yep. 61, which would be fantastic. And I think we got to start pumping it up. I think this is I mean, this might be the last show before he hits 61. By the next yep. week, we could be talking about a new home run king. Yep. And, you know, you and I talked about it uh, uh, with pa- uh, Paul Goldschmidt uh, going for the Triple Crown. Did you know that Aaron Judge is in striking distance of the Triple Crown in the AL? Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Yep. Yep, he's within like a few points of uh, the the average, but he's obviously running away with RBIs and home runs. So, mm-hmm. you know, again, that's something that's not really getting talked about either. Is he could push for the triple crown this year too? I mean, that's amazing. I mean, there's yeah. it's kind of like a three legged race right now in the well, I guess two legged race in the uh, for AL MVP between Judge and you got Otani, mm-hmm. and there's some late bloomers that are coming as well. But it's kind of looking like it's going to be between Otani or and Judge, Judge. Yep. which we could probably talk about in a future episode. I mean, I still think it should be judge. I mean, well, you're, you're in that firm belief judge is batting over 300. That's when you're, uh, your tent poles right there of an yeah, MVP. Someone that has to bat over, uh, over 300 and Otani certainly isn't doing that. You know? No, and he's not. And, <laughs> and if he wins it for the second year in a row, while not batting oh, 300, yeah. talk about limiting. I mean, just really underselling what an MVP is. Mm-hmm. I mean, holy mm-hmm. shit. Yeah, I mean, it goes back to, you know, MVP, most valuable player. You know, when we're talking about the Angels versus the Yankees. Judge is the most valuable player on the Yankee team. Yankee yeah. team that's going to the playoffs. Yeah, so Tani is probably right up there with Trout as the most valuable player on the Angels team. But where's the Angels going? Probably to Sizzler after the season's over. You know, right, right. They're, they're not going to the playoffs. 
Right. So, you know, it's, it's again, a talk of, uh, you know, most valuable player, you know, the, you got your team in contention playing meaningful games in September and October. Right. Judge is doing that. Otani. No, you're just playing right now for, you know, bragging rights. Spoiler, right. so to speak. So. For the second year in a row. Yeah. That. And so if he ends up with the MVP, I'm going to be very pissed off. I mean, <laughs> nothing against Otani. Otani no. has had a good a year. He's one of the best players in the game right now. But, I mean, when when you're not getting people like Vlad, I think Vlad should have won it last year. Yep. I mean, just the, the home runs he had, the, the average he had, mm-hmm. the RBIs, and it's like he's not the guy because he doesn't play two positions. Right. So, and the same thing with Judge. It's like if Judge doesn't win it this year, it's like it's a cri- it's criminal. It's like he's the best guy in the game right now. I it mean, really is yeah. in terms of hitting. So, I mean, God, and even his glove isn't half bad. I mean, Christ, he's playing mm-hmm. center field. He never started as a center fielder. Nope. Nope. Switching positions, and uh, yeah, I completely agree. He's hands down. I think the MVP. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm just. I love what he's doing. I man, I hope by this week, next week, I, I by this time next week, I hope we're talking about him getting sixty-one. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna be promoting it like crazy, just how good he is at you know how he is the home run king. Because yep. like I said, everybody beyond that, like what you just said, it's just they're all steroid users. So yeah, to get sixty-one and and or sixty-two, I mean, it's just mm-hmm. a phenomenal feat that I think he needs more credit for. Completely agree. And I think people aren't talking enough about the uh, fact that uh, there's got to be something in when you fill that gap in on his teeth. I think that whatever they used to fill in the gap is probably what's giving him his uh, secret power right here. Yeah, he's no longer the, <laughs> no he doesn't kidding. have the Michael Strahan gap anymore. Yeah, so now, whatever happened, maybe it's just limits the, the amount of breath he takes. <laughs> That's got, no, let's look at the analytics. There's got to be something in there, right? Yeah. <laughs> Makes us swing faster. I, I don't yeah, know. Sure. Uh, but kudos to him. It's going to be fun to watch these last few weeks uh, just to see uh, what happens there with Judge. Oh, man. But uh, the, the Tigers, they introduced their new GM uh, today, Scott Harris. Their president. Of yeah, sorry, their president. Sorry. Yes. Yes. All right. Well, he might hire a GM, but really, you and I were talking before the show. We hope that he runs the show as well as, as GM. So, yeah. Uh, Scott Harris. I remember when I, I found the, uh, you know, I saw the notification, I sent it to you and I basically said, say what? Because I had no idea who this guy was. Yeah. Um, I mean, it looks like he's got good pedigrees, worked with good people. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he's, he's done some, you know, some good stuff and it says something about, you know, that he would leave the GM of the giants to go run the tigers. Maybe he sees a, uh, you know, a, a, a better, you know, outcome here with the uh with the tigers as opposed to the giants or money talks maybe uh the money got involved there's more money than we just get with the giants but you know he's worked with theo epstein you know he's uh he basically worked his way up and uh you know, I'm, I'm i'm excited i'll say i or cautiously optimistic we'll say uh, uh you have to be tigers you have to be just because he's not an internal piece which is nice yep. which is great i was saying to you it's like oh anyone outside the tigers it's a plus in my book you know, at least they're not hiring from within this time. And yeah. uh, it sounds like uh, Chris Illich uh, worked and, and talked to a lot of people. He gave a thanks to Steve Eiserman during the press conference for his input uh, you know, on, on, on Scott Harris here. So it uh, uh, sounds like Stevie Y coming from coming from the Red Wings uh, had the ear of uh, Chris Illich too, which is, which is pretty cool. Yeah, just how to build a team, how to look for talent, how to how to find a leader. And if yep. this is the guy they landed on, then I, you got to trust the process, mm-hmm. um, which is good, which is good. If you're leaning on, if you're leaning on others to help you to find somebody who knows how to lead. And one thing that you and I have said, or I know I have made it very vocal is I didn't want a young GM like this right. just because a young GM is going to look out for his job. Yep. Right. So, yep. but I will say in Scott's case, he has already been a GM. So, right. <laughs> and he's been part of some fabulous franchises and yeah. has had some fabulous mentors so maybe that statement i made doesn't make sense here because at this time he's getting held he's guys the keys to the castle so he gets to build the team and how he wants to build it mm-hmm. he doesn't have to worry about looking at something else you know what i yep. mean he doesn't have to look at how somebody else how the president of the teams wants to build it yep you know what i mean because yep. he is the guy Right, right. So, 
we'll you see. Know. You know, we'll uh, we'll see how it goes. They did ask him if he was going to hire a uh, a GM, and he you know he didn't say yes and he didn't say no. He just has to evaluate it. You know, he's got a lot of stuff to uh, to evaluate. Mm-hmm. Uh, look at the Tigers farm system. How are they going to use Cabrera in the last year of his contract? Who is he going to keep in the scouting department? Who's he going to fire? I hope he fires everybody, to be perfectly honest. As far as player development and scouting, I think the Tigers are sucking at that. Mm. And uh, try and get some try and get some new people in, fresh blood, and uh, it will go from there. So, Well, he's not... One thing, Scott Harris, he got to learn from good people. I mean, yep. in, under in, in San Francisco, he was under Ferran Zadie. Yep. And then, obviously, a big one is Theo Epstein, Theo yeah. Epstein, which is or Theo Epstein-Stein uh, for Chicago, which was really yeah. cool, right? So, yep. I think the line, I think the Tigers wanted Theo Epstein, yeah, but <laughs> I think they decided, well, who's the next best guy? And I wouldn't, I would, I wouldn't doubt somebody reached out to Theo and said, well, if not you, who? Ooh. Right, yeah. Scott Harris. <laughs> Scott Harris. And yeah. I did, and it's weird because I didn't think scott harris would want to even leave the Giants yeah. because he's i mean i think he's from northern california oh yeah yeah he's got his family everyone he's been national league through and through families in california he's worked only with national league teams this will be his first american league team so right you know right because he internships with the nationals and the reds yep. worked his way up into the commissioner's office as a coordinator and then then all of a sudden he joined Theo Epstein and with the Chicago Cubs. And then yep. from there and moved on to the Giants. I mean, he's 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 a good guy. I gotta say, though, between me and you and everybody else listening, mm-hmm. I'm not a fan of his drafts. Okay. Since 2019, I don't think he's had a lot of good draft picks in my mind. Now, these guys might be good. Now he's had some good international signings for sure. But mm-hmm. I look at his draft and I'm looking at people like Reggie Crawford, Carson Weisenhunt, uh, Kyle Harrison, Patrick Bailey, who was supposed to be this this hitting catcher that's kind of like in the form of an Adley Rushman, and he's okay. very well underperformed it for a hitter in the minor mm-hmm. in the minor leagues. So that kind of scares me. Hiloy yeah. Ramos, who was supposed to be this international Jason Dominguez, Julio Rodriguez guy, now <laughs> is like was the number one prospect in their in their franchise, and now he's number eighteen. And that's Eesh. more of a development thing. Yeah, yeah. but. Mostly, and he's not the one that got him, but, you know, Will Bednar, some of these things, I'm just not a fan of his draft picks. Now, mind you, the San Francisco Giants have been picking at the bottom or at the end of most drafts the last five years anyways. Right. So they're not getting those top prospects you really want, of course, but I'm just I just haven't been a big fan of the drafts. Now, that's not to say that Scott's not going to come in and yeah. light the world on fire and get exactly what we need in Detroit. But I'm just saying like, there is that kind of red flag for me, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but a lot of his draft picks, cause he started in 2019. A lot of his draft picks haven't even made the pros yet. So that's true. Jury's I'm only taking, right. I'm only taking it at face value from what I'm seeing in the minors. So okay. we'll see. We'll see what happens there. I think it's a good hire. Is It's young, it's young blood that they need in there. It's mm-hmm. somebody who wasn't a part of the the franchise to begin with, so it's yep. totally off the off the map, which is good. And he comes from great. So he comes from success. So yep. this might be the guy. This might be our savior. I'm hoping. I'm giving him three, four years. If okay. I don't see a, a change, I'm, he's a Vila to me. Then you know, I just <laughs> yep. I don't yep. want to see another five, six, seven year rebuild. Like we should no. be winning like by next year uh-huh. or the year after. Like this is we got to change this shit around. So yep. and and yep. he knows what it's like to change it around because the Giants went from not being good after they were good to then being good again. So yep. same thing with the Cubs. Yeah. Same thing with the Cubs. So yeah, he's learned had the. Uh, listen to all, all the the you know the big names that he's worked with and i think he talked about in his press conference he, they asked you know uh he basically they're like if you copy the way that someone else did something you probably won't do it as good as that person that did it because they had you know they're not going to share all their secrets with you but so you can't just do like a photocopy of this is how theo epstein runs things or this you know so he, you know, hopefully he takes the good things that he learns from those people and then puts his own little mix in there as well. So, and that's, and me, you and I were talking before the show, 
like, should he hire a GM? Should he not hire a GM? Mm-hmm. And I'm on the fence on it. I mean, at one yep. side, I, I don't really like, because if we're hiring this guy to oversee operations, right. And the real people who are going to form this team are the G is the GM. Yep. So yep. then maybe this hire isn't as ooh and ah as we want it to be. Mm-hmm. Obviously he'll have his hand in it, but, and then on the other side, maybe we want another GM. Maybe we want a GM under him, just so yeah. and not Sam Mesnin or Menzen or whatever. <laughs> for, no, I want some external no. hire if you're going that route. But yep. uh I, I just the reason why I say this is and this is just totally low hanging fruit, but Scott Harris wasn't a baseball player. No. Scott Harris played lacrosse. Yep. So his background is more business. Right. Uh, he went to UCLA, went to business school, Columbia. Yep. Yep. I mean, this this guy has a business background, but he also has worked through with scouting. He was in the scouting department. Yes. How does that work if you're not a baseball, if you never played <laughs> right. baseball? So right. analytics, Mike, it's all about the analytics. Hey, I'm glad you said that. That's exactly what I was going to say. Analytics. So this guy is more of a computer guy, yep. which call me old school, but I, I'm more of a see and hear. Yep. yep. You know what I mean? Than, like in uh, trouble with the curve. You can hear it. Yeah. yeah. So I, I'm hoping he's putting guys around him like that. Like, not like him, but more like part of the old school part of the game. And that's what AJ Hinch is. AJ Hinch is an old school part of the game. So that's how he, so I know he's going to lean on AJ Hinch and things like that. Yep. It might be a collaborative effort. But if you are going to go with GM, Steve, then it's like, well, let's get a guy that has played baseball because I just yep. feel comfortable. That's one thing I'll say about Avila. In the later years, he wasn't good. But one thing you can always say about Avila, he did have a nose for talent. Mm-hmm. In his career, yes, Be- yeah. he's played, he's coached, yep. he scouted. So, yep. yep, yeah, yeah. I mean, he might have flamed out at the end, but he still did find JD Martinez and you know Cabrera when he was with the Marlins and yeah. all these other players like that. So, yeah, yeah. So what we'll yeah. see. I mean, this is an outside the box thing, but it's it's not so far outside the box that it doesn't make sense. Right. It's it's kind of eerily perfect for this situation so yeah. i guess what i want to see right away is him just cleaning out the cleaning, lower levels clean, yeah exactly clean out the uh the dead wood so to speak yeah you know clear out all those old scouts clear all out it. all of it fire lloyd mcclendon finally for the last time oh my god <laughs> get know. rid of all those guys and yep. just put new heads in there man yep. maybe give ramon santiago a manager gig in the lower levels yep Oh, dude, that'd be great. Yeah. Right. I mean, just why not? Right. Yep. I mean, if, yeah. if maybe maybe try Hessman out and, you know, he's hasn't been a good hitting coach. Maybe try him out at the lower levels like a ball or something. Yeah. Yeah. Low a ball or rookie yeah, ball be a hitting coach with the, yeah, the white caps or go work with yeah Lakeland or something. Right. Right. You know, Brian so, Payne has been doing good. With the white caps keep him around. I'd give him a promotion. Uh, yeah, get move him up to Erie or something like that. Yeah, yeah. see how he does then. I, but I'd get rid yep. of Prince and Toledo. That hire never made sense yeah. to begin with. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. And there's just a lot. Just clean out that whole thing. Just get the stink yep. out of there. Don't mm-hmm. hang on to the fossils that are there. And just yep. create your own environment. Yep. Yep. Because obviously it's not working anymore. It's it not. Has been, hasn't been working for about eight years. So Right. So. Let's 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 start fresh. Yeah, start. Again. And that's the only way you can start fresh. I mean, the Detroit <laughs> Lions have did it and they at least have a different culture in there. Yep. So yep. and the Detroit, Detroit Red Wings, too. So yep. and the Pistons as and well. the Pistons, the Pistons are a huge one. Look at the Pistons yeah. completely cleaned house a few times. Yeah. And yeah, they completely cleaned the roster, too. Right. You know? <laughs> and I'm just telling you, it gets the stink out of there, man. Yep. And it and it manifests a, a new beginning, yep. a, a hopeful beginning. So I, I, yep. I hope that's where the Tigers are at. And. We'll see how going forward if Scott Harris decides to stay a GM or just t- takes VP and just oversees everything. Yeah. Regardless, hires Derek, so hires Derek Jeter to be the GM. Hey man, I'd man, take it in the fucking RB. I doubt Derek would Jeter too. would do it, but uh-huh. uh, you could dream, right? You can dream. Oh man, I would fucking love it. I mean, Chris, yeah. if I were him, I don't know. If Francona wants out of Cleveland to Cleveland. not be a manager anymore, I'd throw Francona in the front office, to be honest. Yep. The guy yep. has a fucking great eye for talent that gets mm-hmm. way overlooked. He's a part of all the drafts that go come through Cleveland. And look at the fucking stud draft picks these people have had over yeah, the last 10 years. I know. How are you? Just start poaching other people. Fuck it. Yep, exactly. That's how, that's how it's going to work. You know, yeah. That's how, you got to start poaching people that have been part of winners. That's how you're going to uh, turn things around. Most Amen, likely, brother. You know? so, Amen. Speaking of hopefully turning it around, Ozzy Albies got injured again, huh? Man. <laughs> what was it? His first game back, second yeah, game back, I think so, something like that. Broke Not his maybe. thumb. 
Yep. Mm. That sucks. I mean, the Braves are still obviously going to make the playoffs, but yeah, you, you need that bat in the lineup. You need that defense in the lineup. Um, yeah. you know, especially with Acuna not still up to par. Um, well, so that sucks, man. It, it, it sucks. I mean, well, no, he broke his, his right pinky finger. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But yeah. there is hope that he could be people are saying that he could become in the, get in the postseason because mm-hmm. when you fracture your pinky, it's not huge, you know, but it is right. right. It's, I believe it's the smallest of the fingers. Mark. <laughs> it's the smallest of the fingers, guys. So there's yes. hope there. But man, wouldn't that suck if he was out for all the postseason? Yeah. And they kind of get back. Kind of, It was kind of like an Acuna from last year where uh-huh. it was like, he got injured, got him to the postseason, then fucking got injured. They won a World yep. Series basically without him. Right, right. Yeah, so that sucks, man. It sucks. It does, but they have good they have good um replacements. I mean, they have they that do. That's Von Grissom. Up. Yeah, yep. Von Grissom has been doing a great job for them. He and has been. Some of their young stars like Michael Harris, I mean, yep. they're actually doing really well without him. It just sucks because Ozzy's like the Lou Whitaker of that team. He's such right. a leader on and off right. the field that you just don't want to go into the postseason without him, especially being yep. such a young team now. Hopefully he has a speedy recovery and come back and uh, can help them out in a postseason run. So yeah. wish him all the best. Yeah. Yeah. This came in this afternoon. Um, Dodger great Maury Wills passed away. Yeah. Age yeah, 89. Man. Yeah. Never gets easier with the, these older, you know, these older people, you know, pa- passing away here. And uh, it was a key component to the Dodgers after they moved to Los Angeles. Uh, three-time World Series champ there with them, NL MVP in 62, two-time gold glove winner. Uh big stolen. I think I used them in uh when we did our simulator game, right? The, you did, uh, yeah. 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 I believe yeah. you even had you even had a one of our shows back then. You had like a birthday with him. Yeah, I did, yeah, yeah. So you know, so 281 career average, 586 stolen bases. Just it never gets easier though see the people from the past the golden age of baseball so to speak uh pass on but it's going to continue to happen it just yeah, it sucks it's a bad day for baseball and a bad day for the dodgers i mean 89 he's lived pretty long yeah but yeah. it's just yet another los angeles dodger great yeah. that had died they had lost vin scully you yep. i think don newcomb was yep. not too long ago yeah i mean it's yeah, yeah they've lost a few there and and murray wells it's weird because i remember kind of uh, seeing his name you just assume you're like oh yeah more wills he's a, he's a hall of famer and he's yeah. not a hall of famer surprise i can't believe it yeah i yeah i i yeah he was on the 2022 uh ballot for the golden days era but didn't yeah. receive enough votes for induction so I mean, his stats alone i think worthy enough to get him in you know he's he's a guy that got on base yep and could you know get across the plate get some runs home so you know, wow yeah, I mean, looking at his stats here, I mean, stats aren't bad, not right. amazing, right? But his he wasn't a good manager, it looks like at all. Um, yeah, it could have sucked at that. <laughs> yeah, but he only he only managed for like a year, only or two. a year, yeah, a couple of years with Seattle. He's like, I'm out, fuck this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. another manager that sucked in Seattle, huh? Changed the record, jock. Yeah. <laughs> But hey, no one can take away just how good of a player he was. But he was yep. a winner. I mean, three-time World Series champ. Come yep. on, seven-time All-Star, seven-time All-Star, M- I mean, MVP. That's... Yeah, yeah. Kind of had um, like I kind of like compare him to. I'm like, oh, he's kind of like Matt Kemp. Remember Matt yep. Kemp for the oh, Dodgers? Yeah. Matt Kemp kind of had like Matt a similar Kemp. career. Yeah, yep. he was just a real fascinating, good player. Got accolades early on in his career. I mean, crowd, he could be another forgotten player in our series. Yeah, was, yeah, yeah. He would be a fun one. And he just kind of just fell off after a while and injuries obviously derailed him. But yeah, Maury Wills is kind of the same way or he's the same yeah. way as Maury Wills. But uh, I guess he was a part of the Detroit Tigers, bought his contract, his minor league contract early on, which was kind of cool. Oh, wow. But he never yeah. really like played a game okay. with them. He kind of played with the Pirates Expos and then came back to the Dodgers after originally starting with the Dodgers. So I just read that he returned to the Dodgers after spring training because they did not think he was worth that salary thanks tigers all right cool. <laughs> detroit tigers everybody detroit tigers everybody Jeez. i'm surprised oh. that the dodgers haven't even like retired him or as uh, like dodgers are kind of stingy with their retirement with, with their numbers if you notice like the yankees yeah. will retire anyone's number 
I know uh, the, the Dodgers. They're they're a little bit trickier, it seems to uh, as far as jersey retirement. They kind of are. Which I mean, mm-hmm. I in a way I like it, and in a way you don't like it. But I kind of like that that right. you're just not going to just give anybody a fucking exactly because there are some people who get their shit retired where you're like really really that guy yeah exactly i mean yeah they're not too many i'm looking one two three four five. i mean some you can't deny yeah clearly I mean, 11 yeah i mean uh, yeah yeah i mean you got Wee reese and our, our good friend uh, tommy lasorda mm-hmm. uh duke snyder obviously uh gil hodges you know makes sense yeah james gillum Okay. Uh, Don Sutton, yep. yeah, yeah, and then you got uh, like a Jackie, of course, well, yep, Walter Alston, their their fame manager, yeah. Sandy Koufax, obviously, yeah. uh, Roy Campanella, Jackie, and uh, Don Drysdale. Interesting, that's an interesting uh, obviously one. Clayton Kershaw will probably be. Next, I was just gonna mention that who's the next one, and they, I mean, yeah. well, they could have a few, I mean, depending on how this all shakes out with them with this yeah. complete current possible dynasty team. Right. I mean, if they go to another world series, if they win, you get damn right. Mookie Betts is going to be a part of that. Yeah, Mookie's going to have his number retired by the Red Sox and the, uh, the Dodgers probably. Fucking yeah. Fucking a, yeah. dude. I would, I'd do it. Uh huh. I mean, if Freddie Freeman, I don't know how many years he's got left, but if he just keeps balling out from here on right. out, I mean, he could I'm surprised be that like, like Steve Garvey never got his number retired, but like you said, they're picky, right? Yeah. I mean, Steve Sachs. Steve Sachs. I mean, there's a bunch of them. Mike Piazza yeah. early on. Piazza. Remember how great he was? Yeah. Yep. But I mean, they've had some good ones over the years, man. And then yeah. you're like, whoa, you know, what was it, Venezuela or whatever his yeah, name Fern- was? Yeah, Fernando Venezuela. Yeah, Valenzuela. Yeah, yeah, he wasn't on there. I mean, there's a no. few. You're like, why, you know, why not? But I get being picky, too, because I, if yeah. I had a franchise, I wouldn't want. And if you look at the Tigers, the Tigers don't have this fucking bushel of players. I mean, no. When I they look start, at that wall, I see the best of the best. They didn't start retiring numbers even until the early 80s. Al Kaler right. was their first number that they retired. Which is, six. yeah. And 81, they, I think. Yeah. And if Cobb had a number when he yeah. played, he would have been yeah. up there. But right now yeah. they got his number there, or his name up there. His name, exactly. So, yeah. and you look at theirs, and it's like, it's not a lot. I mean, I you got one wall, and you get another wall, and it's yeah. not loaded with players i mean you got to figure the next because whitaker was their last one they retired and you think the next gonna is going to be miggy yep, maybe Miggie. verlander yeah maybe exactly probably miggy i do miggy first before verlander i would too just because around. he's going to retire a tiger yep yeah yep. and he'll be there you know when when he retires after next yeah. year it'll be 15 years yeah. i think with the tigers so I wonder what Miggy's next move would be after Major League Baseball. God, I hope he goes into coaching or front You think so? Do you think he yeah. might be a good coach? Because remember, Barry Bonds was a shit coach. I think it's worth a shot. Hell yeah, Barry Bonds. And Mark was, he, was, was, he, was he with the Mar- a hitting coach with the Marlins? And he yeah, sucked. it was a joke. Yeah. <laughs> and Mark McGuire really sucked, too. Man. Um, Some people said you you might be a fabulous. You can, might, might be able to do it, but to teach people how to do it is right. two different things. I think that Miggy would be a good coach just because from what I heard from players talk about, he's very approachable uh-huh. and he'll talk, he'll talk about hitting and uh, approaches and, you know, with the way to go about it, as opposed to like Barry Bonds seemed very closed off as a player. Yeah. You know, he didn't really talk much with people. And, you know, so I, I think I, I could see Miggy get into, you know, the coaching side of it, or maybe he just goes the route of like Victor Martinez or something and just goes and te- uh, coaches high school. You know? I mean, there's a, there's no shame in that too. A lot of nope. players still do that. Where I think Todd Todd Jones, uh, Tigers, you know, closer there for the longest time. He coaches high school. I think Moises you know? Alou did it. I think yeah. uh, there's been a, a handful, uh, tons. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm sure. I mean, they do that in the NFL. You see people who retire from the NFL and then they'll go and coach fo- high school football. So, yep. yep. I mean, either or, the guy. Hopefully, he stays in the game. But then you get people who are completely out of the game. Right. Yeah, a lot of people do that. Bow out, go into the sunset, and uh, yeah, you don't see them much. You don't. I mean, you know, like like Maglio Ordonez, he retired. You don't really see much out of him. He went into politics, I think, down in uh, Venezuela. A, you've or, seen yeah. a few people go into politics down yeah. there who it's like, yeah, that's weird. Yeah. I, mean, <laughs> I mean, good on him if that's the case. Yeah. But yep. some go into broadcasting, some go into mm-hmm. front offices, some go in, into coaching. It's interesting how that all works out, but some yeah. completely just disappear from the game. I mean, yeah, they do. 
more it's power to crazy. him, right? Yeah, yeah more power to yeah. him, man. They, yeah. they made their money. They probably get a nice spot of land or whatever and just go live live there and fade on in the sunset. Yeah. Spend time with oh, their family. Yeah, yeah, man. A lot of people do that yeah. shit. I mean, I think Johnny Mark, Bench kind of did that, didn't he? Mark Fidgers did that. You remember, uh, you know, the, the bird, he went off to his farm stuff and, you know, he'd come back to Detroit yeah. for, uh, you know, for events every so often. And, you know, always get the biggest applause because everyone loved the bird. But yeah, yeah, that was one of those, you know, just went off to his own thing. Johnny, like you said, Johnny Bench went off, raised his kids. Yeah. You know? He had a, there was a short time there, I believe in like the early 90s where he was a commentator, but yep. that was short lived. I mean, he basically right. just, some people just, it's not the same, you know? So yeah. it's, yep. I don't know yeah, why we got into that, but it, well, yeah, that was, <laughs> <laughs> it's you and me. We just go off on different tangents. Yeah, no shit. But, uh, <laughs> Yeah, so the great Murray Wills, bummer, man, it. bummer. But yep. he lived a long, good, 89. fucking great life. So, yep, man, yeah, rest in peace, my friend. Wow. Oh, yeah, I thought this would be fun. Um, you know, you and I, we love our our comics and our cartoons and whatnot. And I've been really playing the uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle game that came out, the Cowabunga Collection. Basically, it's they threw all of their Super Nintendo and Nintendo games and arcade games all into one cartridge essentially one game that you can go it's like 18 or 19 games and one there that you can just pick which ones you want to play so i've been off on a ninja turtle tangent and i thought you know it would be fun taking your teenage mutant ninja turtles and doing a comparison of which baseball player lines up with which ninja turtle so mm, so yeah. just so so kind of go on and off that would you like you're talking about personalities you know, personalities, the way they play, leadership, that sort of thing. You know, like Leonardo, I think of him as like the leader. So I'm thinking of like my my best of the best baseball players, those guys that you're upper echelons. You know, Donatello, he's always a good sidekick right there. So who's, you know, like, uh, you know, right up there at the top, not quite the best, but, you know, right in that upper echelon. Michelangelo, I looked at some guy that just, you know, enjoys the game of baseball, uh, just enjoys what he does, has fun on the field, has fun off the field there. Raphael kind of looked at him as like a gruffy type person, you know, kind of the gruff ex- exterior, but, you know, really enjoys what he's doing when it comes to the, the craft of like the game of baseball. And obviously Splinter is your, your elder statesman, your, you know, the, the old man, you know, so to speak, uh, that you know, oversees everything, you know, you're kind of the guy that's kind of fading off in the sunset, but still has a lot to give as well. So cool. Yeah. So that's uh, you know what I was thinking. I thought that'd be kind of fun, kind yeah. of tie in the the cartoon aspect that you and I enjoy, and then into the baseball which we enjoy. Yeah, so. mixes pop culture in it. All right. Yeah, yeah. So you know, if you you want, you want me to lead it off. Oh, do you do you it sounds first? like you want to lead it off. Oh, I'm ready. <laughs> no, I'm ready. <laughs> you want me to lead it off? Go ahead. Yeah, Go ahead. You want me? Yep. Yeah, no. No. All right. Cool. <laughs> um. So yeah, I figured you know we we could alternate, uh, kicking things off with Leonardo. You know. Like I said, leader. I always think of Leonardo as the leader of the Ninja Turtles, and I think the leader still of baseball is Mike Trout. Uh, I, I, when I still think of the face of baseball, I think of Mike Trout. He's Mister Everything when it comes to baseball. The guy, guy can hit, field. Uh, just a great ambassador to the game as well. So uh, Leonardo is Mike Trout to me. For mine. I would say the closest to Leonardo, you need somebody who's an adamant professional, the leader, mm-hmm. kind of every aspect of his game is perfect. Also, this guy looks good in blue. Uh, <laughs> okay. I'm going to go with uh, Mookie Betts. Yeah, uh, shocker there. Yeah. I'm really player. falling on the floor. Although that wasn't my favorite Ninja Turtle. Growing up, Michelangelo was my favorite Ninja Turtle. Really? Growing yeah. up, Leon- Leonardo was my favorite. Ninja I used to like Leonardo a lot. He'd probably be my second favorite or third, but... He was always so like straight edge, like so like by the book where Michelangelo was just like fun. You know what I mean? He was like, everybody wanted to know what Michelangelo like was doing. Leonardo kind of lines up with me. Pretty straight edge. Right. Yeah, straight edge. <laughs> just like by the book. Yeah. Um, kind of fit. We the fit stra- plays the straight man, you know, kind of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where yeah. like Michelangelo is more of like the cut up. The, yep. the comedian. Oh, totally. But so, yeah, Leonardo, I'd say Mookie Betts, just kind of how he does it with the with the Los Angeles Dodgers. He's kind of one of the leaders of that clubhouse. He's not this big vocal guy, but he can be if you need him to. Right. It's his play that kind of leads him, and he's just a guy that doesn't make many mistakes. So when you think of the Los Angeles Dodgers, other than Kershaw, you obviously think now of Mookie Betts. Love it. Love it. Donatello. 
Okay. So Donatello is like the one a to Leonardo, at least in my eye, when it comes to the Ninja Turtles. And so for me, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, the one a to my, uh, my leader here would be, especially this year is Aaron judge. Um, you know, he's been Mr. Everything, like we said to the Yankees and just a great ambassador to baseball. Uh, the things he does on the field as well as off the field guys, incredible talent. Hopefully he finally gets paid here after this year. Uh, but yeah, my co-leader or Donatello here for me would be Aaron judge hit it, Mike. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I could see Aaron. Ju- I could see yeah, yeah. Aaron judge for sure. I mean, Donatello was the smart one. Mm-hmm. He was the brains of the operation uh, more totally so was. in terms of he'd always come up with the, the the different things they fight with fight in. He was always the strategic right. guy. Um, yep. I've, I've given that to Aaron Nolan Arenado, my second favorite player. Ooh, yeah. Okay. And just because he's a magician at third base, he's mechanical. He does everything right at third that you need him to do. Okay. Uh, he's actually, and you could really, he's really the Donatello of the group because he comes up big when you need him to come big. Remember Ooh, watching yep. it, Donatello, Donatello would always be, he'd always be that last turtle to save yep. the day. I mean, if, if it was yep. all going to shit, Donatello would come through with something. Yep. yep. And That's Nolan Aronado, I've noticed, is that in late ga- in games where he comes through late for the team. And I mean, just the fact that, I mean, he's definitely the clutch player, in my opinion, for the St. Louis Cardinals. So Arenado would be my Donatello for sure. Love it. Love it. Uh, going to Michelangelo, you know, kind of the, the goofy, goofy sidekick here, so to speak. A uh, person that just really seems to enjoy what they're doing. And uh, for me, on uh, the baseball diamond, it would be Francisco Lindor. I uh, love watching the guy play baseball. Like He's a magician with the glove, come up big with the bat. But he just looks like he's having fun every day. Um, you know, he's really settled into his time with the Mets, uh, and just fun. You know, he, he interacts with, you know, the crowd a little bit, you know, crowd loves watching him. So my Michelangelo would be Francisco Lindor. Right. More so than anybody that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> he's always having fun, big smile, yep. great glove. Yep. He's always, he's like, yeah, he's the guy you think of in the game where you're just like, this guy's like Willie Mays. Remember Willie Mays? Right. Like, tons right. of fun. And, yep. Or like Ernie um, Banks. And, yeah. yeah. Joking yeah. all the time. Yeah. Francisco Lador is like to a T, Michelangelo. Uh, yeah. my, mine, I, I kind of went in the same route as you did, kind of with like a very colorful shortstop. And mine was Jazz Chisholm Jr. Mm-hmm. And just, Good. I mean, how he is, man. I mean, the guy, the way he talks, the way he acts. Uh, the way he is on and off the field at one time, it was so much that his team had to tell him to calm down. But one thing I like about jazz Chisholm jr. Is he is who he is, right? He's yep. going to be him. And he brings his swag to not just the game, but also to the Miami Marlins and just to himself. And it's just yep. really cool. You know, jazz Chisholm, he didn't play really much this year. I mean, he played like half the season and he was taken off. Then he got sidelined with an injury, hoping to come back and, Miami just mm-hmm. basically shut him down. They're like, there's no sense of you coming back yeah. this season. We, we're not good. We have nothing to play for right now. So even though right. we wanted to, but yeah, Jazz Chisholm Jr. Michelangelo is the fun one, man. And <laughs> yeah, that's jazz all the way. So yeah, yeah Jazz totally Chisholm is. Jr. is my comparison. I love it. Great choice. Uh, so for Raphael, you know, Raphael, no, no offense to Raphael, but he was always my least favorite of the Ninja Turtles. I don't know. I just got that rub. I just couldn't, uh, couldn't connect with, with Raphael. He just had like, you know, it seemed like someone that it was hard to get to know and, you know, but, but once you got through that, you saw that you know, it was a really good, good person there. So for me, always has that bulldog mentality. I'm going to go with, with Max Scherzer. It's just like someone where he's got, you know, t- tough competitor. It's hard to crack that shell, but when you do, you see him sometimes, you know, in the dugout there or joking around, having fun, and, you know, just a good guy. But when it's, uh, you know, time, time to, time to play, it's, you know, bear down and let's go. So for me, I, I, I compared Raphael there with Max Scherzer. I like your comparison though, uh, coming up here. So what, who do you have? Yeah. I mean, mine kind of has the same attitude because Max yeah. Scherzer brings a lot of attitude Raphael. Like you said, a lot of gruff. This guy brings a lot of, this guy was always kind of, uh, the grit, the, mm-hmm. the, the cocky one of the group. And that's yeah. Bryce Harper, man. I yeah. got Bryce Harper in my comparison. Bryce Harper plays with this edge. He didn't start that way when he played. He was kind of mm-hmm. like this kid wonder and and everybody was wondering where where he was. So he was a douche. I, I thought he was kind of a douchebag. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, but the more 
his game goes, the more I just realize how hard this guy plays. Now, mm-hmm. mind you, I think his move from the Nats to the Phillies was hilarious because yeah. they're not winners <laughs> with him there. Right. But you can't deny that he is a very good player, but he plays mm-hmm. the game with such attitude. He gets in fights, you know, at least a few mm-hmm. times a year. <laughs> But he's also got that hittable face sometimes too. Yeah, but he, does, he, he just has such like an attitude to him. I, I just love, and it's just yeah, he's cocky. He's he's kind of uh, he just plays plays the uh, the position with his grit, you know, grit in his teeth, you know. Yep. And uh, I like it. Yeah, Bryce Harper, Raphael comparison oh, for great. me. Uh, that was actually top of my list, and I was like, oh man, he picked Bryce Harper. So I, I didn't want to go with Bryce Harper as well. So, mm. you know, so yeah, definitely. That was the first thing I thought of when I thought of Raphael. So, sure. uh, Splinter for me, uh, kind of kind of the the leader, the older person, so to speak. Uh, I was going to go with Albert Pujols, but I decided, you know, I'm going to go with Justin Verlander. And he's got that salt and pepper look in his hair now as he's he's gotten older. But just a, just a guy he's he's been through. You know, been 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 in the trenches, did all all the fighting, but he still has more to give and more to share, and and still wants to do more himself. Uh, you know, one of the best pitchers in our generation, so uh, World Series champ, uh, multiple Cy Youngs, an MVP. Uh, so for me, I'm going to go with Justin Verlander. Yeah, Verlander's a good one if you're looking at a mentor and or yeah. somebody who's just that that old reliable guy who could still do pretty good. That's definitely mm-hmm. definitely Justin Verlander and. Mine is Clayton Kershaw. I mean, he's nice. basically the parallel of yep. Justin Verlander. Yep. And that's, yes, for a splinter. If you need a splinter, Justin Verlander and Clayton Kershaw make the most sense to me. I mean, it's these guys have still a lot, lot to give into the game. They're one's kind of in their later 30s. This guy is approaching his mid 30s, uh, Clayton mm-hmm. Kershaw is. And you could just always count on them. They're all reliable and they know more than most people they play with. I mean, they're wise yep. beyond their years. They know every hitter. They know how to work every hitter. They know the game in and out. I mean, these, yep. that's classic splinter and in, in, in oh, totally. turtles. So, yeah, man. So Clayton Kershaw for me. Yep, love it, love it. That was fun. I yeah, like that it. Was fun. I like it. Nice little change of pace. Little pop culture action interacting with uh with baseball. So yeah, and fucking the Ninja Turtles are awesome. So you know. Oh, dude, Ninja Turtles, fuck, man. Yeah, I, I, love Ninja <laughs> I remember when I was a kid. I used to love them so much, and my family was we did had no money, so we could never afford like the Ninja Turtles van and all pizza oh, okay. throwers. So we'd make all our shit out of like oh, cardboard and stuff like that. That's and then um, I liked them so much. One time, I wanted Ninja Turtles like bedding. I wanted Ninja Turtle everything. Mm-hmm. And my mom, my dad, one time we were driving to church. I think and he goes, "You know, there's gonna be a day, Mike. You're just not gonna." You're not gonna like the turtles as much as you do. I was so mad at my dad. I'm like, no, I'm gonna like them. I'm gonna oh, like them forever. Them forever. <laughs> ah, man. And it's oh, like, you do like them, but you don't have that like diehard. Dad. Right. But my dad was trying to be real because it was just like, I everything had to be Ninja Turtles. I had to bring Ninja Turtle games with me. It was de- there was that point where my dad was like, all right, man. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I was I was so so big into it and. You know, I, I had some of the, the accessories, my, you know, my parents would get me the accessories, but it would be like a big thing for Christmas or my birthday. So I'd get like, I think I got the turtle van for my birthday one year and I got the technodrome for Christmas. Mm. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I threw, or at least I had, I think three birthday parties when I was a kid that had themes and two of the three years were Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle themes. Let's go. And then the other one I think was Bart Simpson. Hey, um, but <laughs> they're, I mean, the Ninja Turtles are a good theme to work around because yeah. it's like green turtles. Yep. I mean, that's kind of an easy, yep. easy thing there. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. So I, you know, I, I still have the turtle van and I, you know, my daughter plays with the turtles and stuff. So yeah, it's definitely still part of my life. So hell yeah, dude, that's, that's good that's stuff. Dope. Hell yeah. yeah. Shall we uh, head on over to the fancy factory? Let's do it. So this week's question is a pretty interesting one. One okay. I'm definitely interested to hear it's from Clayton Kelly out of Tucson, Arizona. And Clayton asks Steve, in your po- fantasy postseason past, mm-hmm. who has been your best players that led you to a fantasy championship? Do you have an all-time Steve Ford fantasy team? Man, all right. So that, that's a, that's a great question. Mm, yeah, I was I was scouring through my teams thanks to the Yahoo profile, and uh, you know, I, I if I had to assemble a group, uh, some of these people were not on championship teams, but they're just so fucking dope. I just had to put mm. them on the team anyway. Uh, I'm just going to go by position here real fast. So my best catcher I've had is Wilson Contreras, mm. uh, first base. 
Freddie Freeman was great. Second base, Altuve. Third base, Fernando Tatis. My show me your Tatis team uh, won won it all one year. So wow, uh, he was definitely instrumental in that. Uh, if you look at utility, Nolan Arenado was great for me. Uh, outfield, Mike oh, Trout. I, I only I had Mike. You had Arenado. Yeah, I did. Uh, I forgot which year. Uh, but yeah, a few years back, I had him uh, uh, on my team. It's probably when he was still with Colorado. Nice. Uh, outfield, and I only had him for a short time. Uh, Mike Trout. He was yeah. part of the Trout Sniffers. I had a great start before he injured. Uh, this year, I had Mookie Betts, so he also made the outfield. And then uh, a long time ago, I had Chris Bryant. Uh, I threw him in the outfield. Uh, I think my favorite starting pitcher I had ever was Max Scherzer. I had Scherzer on my team. And then if I had to uh, look at the best closer I ever had, that'd be uh, Kenley Jansen. So Wow. Yeah. So if I had to throw them all together, that'd be uh, that'd be my all-time fantasy team. Yeah, I love that question. That's that's a dope team, man. I mean, yeah, it's and some yeah, some of those are pretty good. The Tatis one, the Show Me Your Tatis, that was the 2020 year. Yeah, yep. Right, yep. and that's yep. when like he actually played like most yeah. of the season, which was cool. Yeah. So, so that, that's a great question. It, it was fun doing uh, going back, looking at past teams, and uh, putting that together. So, I appreciate the question. Well, dude, shit, we're right here. We're right here again. We're ready to do some starter sit postseason edition. Let's do it. Let's cue the music. All right, starting out with catchers, JT Real Muto or Adley Rushman, starter set. Adley Rushman. Adley Rushman. Von Grissom or Glaber Torres. Von Grissom. Von Grissom again or Luis Arias. Urias. Grissom. Uh, Juan Soto or Ronald Acuna Jr. Acuna Jr. Juan Soto again or Mookie Betts. Mookie. Mookie Betts again or possible MVP Aaron Judge. All rise. Go with Judge. Hey, Rafael Devers or Nolan Arenado, third base? Arenado. Max Muncy or Andres Jimenez? Andres Jimenez. O'Neill Cruz or uh, Corey Seager, shortstop? Seager. Uh, Cruz again or Dansby Swanson? Swanson. Reese Hoskins or Anthony Rizzo, battle of first base? Reese Hoskins. Alec Baum or Josh Donaldson? Alec Baum. Alec Baum again or Brian Hayes? Alec Baum. Uh, Hunter Renfro or Kiki Hernandez outfield. Hunter Renfro. Bryson Stott or Abraham Toro. Abraham Toro. Hunter Dozier or Jerickson Profar. Hunter Dozier. Uh, this would be utility or outfield. Jesse Winker or David Peralta. Peralta. Nikki Lopez or Tyler Freeman. Lopez. Harold Ramirez or Rowdy Tellez. Ramirez. Elvis Andrus or Gavin Lux. Elvis Andrews. And rounding it out with two big guys here for the utility spot, Bryce Harper or Shohei Otani. Shohei Otani. Okay, what do we got for waiver wire? All right, so here's uh, three players that I'm looking at this week to uh, possibly add here on the waiver wire. First is uh, uh, Luis Luis Rengifo out of Texas. Uh, he's up 12% in Yahoo Leagues, hit 348 last week with four dingers and seven RBIs. Second is uh, Adrian Sampson out of Chicago for Chicago Cubs. He is up 10% in Yahoo League. got the win last week going six innings with three Ks and ERA is zero. So you're looking to boost your uh, ERA stats, get a little pitching. Uh, Adrian Sampson would be uh, the way to go. Uh, third for me is Rodolfo Castro out of uh, Pittsburgh. He's up 9% in Yahoo League. Hit 276 last week, two home runs, five RBIs. So looking for a little offensive boost. I'd say I look for uh, Castro there out of Pittsburgh. So... Those are my three players that I'm looking at for this week on the waiver wire. Nice. Yeah. Shall we uh, head on over to Collection Corner? Let's do it. All right. Da, 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 da. Yeah. Uh, up this week for me is Julio Rodriguez. Nice. He's actually injured right now. Uh, Shit. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, nice. Shit. Up $24.94. That's a 43.58% increase. Market price right now sits around $82.14. That's mostly for all his rookie shit, which is why he's a rookie. 2019 Bowman Prospects, 22 Tops Finest Flashback, number 60, and his 2022 Tops Archive Signature Series. All good cards, all expensive cards. Down is Barry Larkin. Ooh, okay. Barry Larkin love. It's down... $3.35. $3.35. That's about a 19.52% decrease. Market price right now, kind of low, very low, surprisingly. It's around $13.81. Hmm. His 97 top stadium club, number 17, is definitely affordable, along with his 87 tops, 648. 
And of course, a uh, personal favorite is 1998 Tops Tech Pattern, this night, nice. which is uh, number 57. Okay. Uh, up for me this week is uh, Cal Ripken Jr. He's up $9.35 or $30.85 to a market value of $39.66. Up cards for Cal this week are his 1982 Fleer number 176. That's a rookie card. As well as his 1995 Leaf Big Sticks Pinnacle Select. Down this week is Jay Cronenworth, the Michigan man. He is down $24.71 or 90.38% to a market value of $2.63. Wow. Uh, down cards for Jake this week are his 2021 Tops Gypsy Queen rookie, number 202, as well as his 2021 Tops Series 2 rookie, number 371. Nice. Sorry, Jake. I mean, he was he was up not too long ago. I know. That's uh, the, the nature of the beast, right? Steady day decrease happening. Yeah. <laughs> Shall we uh, get the candles out, celebrate a birthday? Let's do it. All right. It's a happy heavenly birthday to Hall of Famer Joe Morgan, born on September 19th, 1943. Uh, we all love Joe. A big part of obviously the Cincinnati Big Red Machine. Career 271 hitter, 2,517 hits, 268 home runs, uh, 1,133 RBIs, and 689 stolen bases. Started out his career, obviously, in Houston before heading off to Cincinnati, where he uh, really made a big name for himself there and then bounced around a little bit to close out his career. Uh, some highlights include 10-time All-Star, two-time World Series champ, two-time NL MVP, a five-time Gold Glove winner, and won a Silver Slugger in 82. Numbers retired by the Reds, and he's part of the Reds uh, Hall of Fame as well as the Astros Hall of Fame. Trivia. He won the World Series with the Big Red Machine in 75 and 76. Coincidentally, he was MVP of the uh, National League in those years as well. Get so it, Joe. Happy birthday to Joe Morgan. When he passed, it was kind of surprising because oh, I was surprising. watching him on TV and baseball tonight. Yep. And oh, all yeah. That. I loved him on, uh, when he was on ESPN all those years. Yeah, he was so good. And just uh, when he finally, when he did pass, it was like, wow. And mm-hmm. then. He, I mean, he's coming up on his two-year anniversary of his death, and yeah, and he was seventy-seven, which I mean, it's old, you know, it's older, but it's you know, it's not, I, I, yeah, it's not like ninety, right? You didn't think he was <laughs> that, not only that old, but you didn't know he was, you know, his health was failing that bad. So right. it's definitely it was so definitely a surprise, but I mean, he was a, a huge Hall of Famer, and to have yeah. your yourself retired by the Reds and Astros, two teams, yeah. that's pretty impressive. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, happy heavenly birthday to Joe Morgan. Happy birthday, Joe. Well, yeah. Steve. That's a fucking yeah. show. Yeah. Oof, that was a good show. Love yeah, it. Man. Fuck yeah. yeah. So yeah. be sure to like, share, subscribe, be a friend, tell a friend. Thank you so much for listening, man. We love the questions. That one that you got today was awesome. That was fun. Yeah. Yeah. I always want to know what your fun. favorite, your all-time team is that you've mm-hmm. had. That was a lot of fun going through and uh, I'm searching and reliving old time. So uh, I love that question. A lot of fun. Yeah. Fuck yeah. yeah. So, well, man. Let's get out of here. Okay. Go watch some baseball. There's no football on tonight. No, it's one of those rare nights off now that we're back in the NFL season where uh, there's no football tonight. Yeah. It's rainy as fuck, so you can't go outside. So (laughs) going to be sitting in cozy with a a warm cup of Joe, maybe. Sounds good to me, man. All right. We'll catch you all next week. Deuces. Deuces.